It's DTS32, and the Bungie update told us something's happening with Strike's new in-game rep counter. All this and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. What's up, everybody? My name is BBK Dragoon, joined as always by the awesome Diddy. How are you doing this week, man? Oh, drop that line. This is show 32, right? DTS 32, we've hit max light level. Let's Good go. You. Yeah. We don't need to raid anymore. We're done. Time to help out our <laughs> like other low-level newbies, you know, get them geared too, I guess. So, how's your week? Pretty slow. Really focusing on school now that the tests and papers are going to be due next week and the week after so it's midterms really trying to grind yeah not a fan i can't i'm sorry man. (laughs) you're done you can't empathize (laughs) it's weird i still remember it's only been a year i think in a few years i'll probably have forgotten a bit about it but i just remember my last year of school was (sighs) not sleeping too too long a days it was a 19 credit hour semester so it's like I just remember going to bed not wanting to wake up the next day. Not Okay, not like that dark, but like you just didn't want the next day to come, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It got really dark there for a minute, so. Are you feeling better? Yes, absolutely. Fully healed, good. What'd you do in the world of Destiny? Ooh, a lot of Crucible this past week. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I actually joined in on a session. Drew Pancake was with us. Azure was with us. Sassy mm-hmm. and Aurora, right? Isn't that Sassy's friend? Yeah. yeah. Aura. Aura, not Aurora. Yeah. And we <laughs> ran some lobbies, man. That was pretty fun on the Xbox One. Yeah. Having six people like pre-made going into Crucible, it's so easy, dude. It's, it's so fun. easy playing against randoms. Even when we run into stream teams we usually come out okay there might be the odd loss i think there were two dropped games from the time that i was playing with you guys but it was it's pretty rad other than that the one the one game that we lost when i was there was like twenty thousand to like nineteen thousand eight hundred it was like one Mm. kill difference yeah i think i remember that actually it's pretty fun and did you do nightfall or the heroic this week and did you buy anything from zerg because i know i bought an icebreaker yeah, I did Nightfall on all three characters. I think I only Ooh. did the Heroic on two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from Zura, I actually bought the Crest of Alpha Lupi for my Hunter oh. because I have that on PlayStation, and it's probably my favorite exotic armor piece for the Hunter in the game. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, I got Evolve. I played Evolve. I did a nice. review video of Evolve on my channel. It's really fun. I can't tell the listeners that it's worth $60 because <laughs> if you are a hardcore shooter fan, yeah, go for it. But if, you, if you're okay to wait for this thing to go on discount, I would. It's really one of those experiences that's a lot like a, a killing floor where you're doing a similar task over and over again. And, you know, killing floor goes on sale on Steam for such ridiculously low prices. And the amount of content that you get with it is absurd. Whereas Evolve, it is a good game. But it doesn't feel like crammed to to the lid with content, right? You're going to be doing the same thing over and over again. It's refined. It's fun. I will say this. Hands down, I think it is the best-looking game on the Xbox One. It is so good. There's an active weather system. The lighting in the game is great. You have a flashlight. There's lightning that goes off. 
and it's just a joy to look at and the game does not drop in frame rate at least from my experiences so far and it's so fun like to go from where's the monster and when the attack (laughs) goes off dude if you look at the audio waveform when you're recording the volume goes from like 6 dbs to clipping it's like a wall of noise when the fight erupts and it's like really intense and fun I like it. Not probably worth $60 for most of the listeners. I think at 40 bucks, go for it. But we shall see. We shall see um, how long the game lasts, actually. In Destiny, I played Crucible with you guys. And then last night, I was on with Sassy. And we do stupid stuff. We were in a rock strike. <laughs> and we just, like, went a totally different direction on Venus instead of killing the um, Archon Priest. And tried to do a super through a hole. There was, like, a rock gap. And we were trying to use the titan super (laughs) to fly through it like superman (laughs) people would join in like because it was just me and him in the playlist people would join show up be like what are you doing and then just leave so cool story bro i know let's get into the news Once again, I want to say a big special thanks to DestinyTracker.com. This website is awesome and has stats for all of your Destiny characters, guides, lore, news, a shader preview, and a lot of awesome features. They have been great about promoting us on their site. We really appreciate it, and it's a good site. Go check it out, DestinyTracker.com. Plug your info in and see where you stack up. It's really cool. It's a great site. I like it. The Bungie Weekly update. This is really our only big news that happened this week. Diddy, did you read it, and would you be cool to sort of summarize what the three big things were? Yeah, so there, Bungie is adding in a, um, a little bar to view your reputation, your faction reputation, without actually having to go to the faction vendor. Oh, yeah. tower. You can check it in your menu while you're in orbit, while you're doing a strike, while you're patrolling, while you're in crucible, whatever. You can just pop it up and see how close you are to that next rank, and I think that's awesome. It's about time. It's about time. Yeah, finally. And there's a little gif of how it works on the Bungie update. It's actually really cool. You just mouse over it, and then you just drop down, and it shows everything. Um, there's not, I don't think there's, there's obviously not a spot for Queen's Wrath, right? Uh, <laughs> not <then> yet. <laughs> I don't think that there was, in the GIF at least, I don't think there was a spot for Iron Banner. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully they'll add those in because it would be nice to see those reputations as well. Maybe they show up during the week of the event. You know, if you think about it, Iron Banner rep resets yeah, every event that's now, what I'm. So. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping at least. You know? I want some more PvE events so badly. I love Iron Banner, don't get me wrong, but... Like, even if they brought back Vanilla, Queen's Wrath, at this point, now that I'm geared and half stuff, like, <laughs> I think it'd be fun to go do these challenge missions where it's like, he meleeed me and I died, I'm done, you know? <laughs> that was kind of my whole deal. This is nice because I don't actually have to go and talk to my quartermaster to see where my stinking reputation is, if I've actually gotten enough for accommodation or how close I am. This is a nice deal. And in the update, they note that this is just one of many things that are coming to the UI throughout the next few updates. This is one that's going to make its way into patch 1.1.1, which is coming sometime in February, which is a pretty cool deal. Also, Doubles is back. I think that was the second piece of news, right? Yeah, Doubles was this last week, and the quitting is still a big problem. So uh, I really wish that they would implement some type of quitting penalty for Doubles because... Sassy and I played a, a one game of doubles, and like one of the other guys quit halfway through, and it was just this one guy running around trying to beat Sassy and I, and like that wasn't gonna happen. No, <laughs> no. And you guys are bored. He's bummed. 
it just it doesn't work out yeah we actually had a dance party in the middle of the game because oh. we were like sassy was dancing he walked up to sassy and then i walked up and then uh, i saw him switch to his like heavy weapon or special weapon or whatever about to kill sassy and then i just shotgunned him in the face <laughs> <laughs> nothing like it's all for love right yeah exactly I'm trying to find what it said about strikes. They're ba- at the end of like one of the paragraphs, which I can't find right now. Uh, it tells us like next week we're going to be talking about st- I think strikes or something like that. Give me a second and I'll totally find it. Thanks for playing. Thanks for sharing, and thanks for waiting patiently for the next game update. We're excited to tell you about what it holds in store for strikes next week. There we go. Thank you. Perfect. What was that? Is that the? Oh, it's, it's at, at the, the very bottom of the update. Yep. Okay. Yeah, after all the, like, here's the sweet videos of the week and stuff. <laughs> uh, so, Strikes, we don't get any news for this until next week, but let's play Captain Speculation. What do you think could be happening to the Strikes to sort of give Destiny a little boost as we go through the mellow months until House of Wolves? I hope they add a playlist where they have burn modifiers mm-hmm. or, or, or a match-made Nightfall playlist. Yeah, that would be nice, I think. But other than that, I don't know what they could do. I think it'd be funny if they switched bosses or if you could have multiple. So let's say you're doing Fogoth on Venus. Well, this this is actually coming from one of the Twitters or the tweets that I'm going to read. Somebody was saying Team Doubles like the playlist would be better (laughs) if there were bosses on the map. And if you killed the bosses, you got a buff. So he was saying, like, if you're playing doubles and you guys kill Atheon, your team. (laughs) gets a buff in team doubles so i'm thinking it'd be really funny if you're doing like the mars strike you get to volus tariq and there's like two volus tariqs or like you said folk off just like walks into the fight <laughs> midway through and you're just like what I think the technology is definitely there for them to put Fogoth in some of these areas or some move some of these bosses like oh i think that's the nexus and then he says it again and another nexus drops down you know <laughs> Just something silly that we're not expecting. Almost like, remember when they did the Halloween thing and we got the jack-o'-lanterns and the weird yeah. crow effect? Man, I, I sort of expected to see more of those. That was so just out of the blue. And Christmas, all we got was the present. No, like, Santa hats. Maybe they're trying to be, like, religiously friendly to all or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Maybe maybe Santa just isn't celebrated for everybody. But. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have much to speculate on that, but it is exciting. I think next week's update is going to be pretty good. So uh, here's a cool tip. Don't ask if your teammate super is up. The green box with their level will glow yellow when they have their super. And this is from Reddit user Every Second Divine. And I actually knew this, but I thought I would share it because I probably didn't know it for like the longest time. And then one day you're just like, oh, that's cool. Nice. We also have a link to an additional Nexus cheese spot. If you guys are doing the Nexus, there's plenty of places from which you can cheese it. Now, you use this already, right? Yeah, this is a spot that I always used. And what's different, well, I guess not different, what sets this spot apart from all the others is that you don't have to worry about the ads. You only have to worry about the splash damage from the Nexus itself. And since this last week was void damage... It's actually really difficult to uh, stay safe up there because two blasts from that thing and you're dead, you know? And yeah. It's, yeah. It's super scary to use. And if you're trying to solo it, the Nexus only focuses you. So it's kind of hard to uh, use that one spot when it's a void burn. But 
it is very useful. I always use it. Even if I'm just doing a rock strike, I'll sometimes just jump into that spot just so I don't have to worry about the ads. Yeah. Well, good. John Ryan moves to Bungie to be their new editor slash lore master. So there was a tweet this week from John Ryan, who was one of the lead story writers for Guild Wars 2, and he has left ArenaNet to work with Bungie on Destiny, and he's announced through Twitter that he is going to be their new editor slash lore master. Now, Ryan previously worked as a writer not only for Guild Wars 2, but MSNBC.com, Microsoft Game Studios, MSN Games, and Xbox Live. Now, a lot of folks are excited about this because they think any improvement to the Destiny story is, is a big deal, which is nice, and from what I understand, the lore in Guild Wars 2 is pretty good. So this is kind of exciting, right? Yeah, any improvements to the story is a good in my book. As long as they don't force him to write more grimoire cards, right? Total <laughs> waste of potential. And Hey, I wrote 50 new ones. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> We're going to make it so you can read it in-game. And it's like, no, don't make me, Bungie's, don't do that. Bungie's going to create a card game from all the grimoire cards, I swear. <laughs> Just It's the new Hearthstone, guys. Here we go. It's just like super boring in lore. Every card is like just a wall of text, and it's like, <laughs> I'm playing the lineage of the Cabal. And <laughs> oh, I think we're on to something actually there. That's pretty good. And that's all the news that we have for this week. Like I said, sort of a sort of a light one. Let's hop into the topic. This is your ghost, Miranda. And when I'm not out helping guardians, I'm listening to Destiny the show. So the topic, as requested, oh my gosh, I can't talk. The topic today is The Wild. This was requested by Sassy. We've talked about The Wild, me and him, when we've been playing Destiny before. We glitched out of the map and got all the way back to the very starting zone. You know, when like the game starts, you're dead, your ghost revives you, and you look around, and there's all these dead cars, and you've got Fallen who are coming in to get you. And you've got to get inside the walls, inside the Cosmodrome to find a ship. Well, that starting zone, when you look out into the distance, you see mountains, you see this highway that's been abandoned, just full of cars, like something really bad happened, like everybody got nuked or whatever. Well, the wild is that area, that out beyond the limits zone from Destiny. And Sassy and I have talked about what we'd like to see from an area like the wild, where there's this big, sprawling, huge play space, okay? Not like what we're used to in the patrols, larger than that and not funneled through routes because if you look at you know patrols right now when you start you basically go left and then right it's a lot of forks it's not this large open space area that you can explore the concept that me and sassy settled on was the wild is full of dangerous enemies large-scale monsters almost like mini bosses you're given bounties from the tower to go out and kill certain bosses but the caveat here is If you die when you're in the wild, you lose your equipment. Also, you can't go to orbit from anywhere within the wild. You have to reach relay stations. So that forces the player to have consequence for their action. And you can go out into this huge, large-scale space. Think of kind of like Monster Hunter, if you've ever played that game. And you go out, you try and tackle these high-difficulty enemies, and there's risk-reward. What do you think of this? Yes. I would love to have a wild-type area to go to, you know? Uh, Think back to my RuneScape days. When you go into the wild, if you um, fought 
another player pvp style you would get like a skull and crossbones above your head and then if you died out in the wild you lost everything in your inventory Mm. so there is that danger of going out there and like anybody can attack you so like there would be people who just run up to you and kill you just because you know just because they could in the wild Mm. and an area like that i guess not pvp style but where you have some type of consequence for dying I think that would be incredible, you know? And uh, what was I going to say? I was thinking about something. Oh, yeah. And I I understand why they don't have an area like this in vanilla Destiny, Destiny 1, because they were still developing for older generation consoles. They were very restricted by memory of the console itself. Um, But I think looking forward to Destiny 2, if Bungie doesn't develop Destiny 2 for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, then they have more potential. They have bigger areas to create, you know, and we could potentially see an area like the wild appear in destiny Two. And I really hope that's like in their minds, you know, something like that, something larger scale than what we already have. Now the maps are big, but there's loading screens in between like the divide and um, what's that, what's that place called back there? Rocket yards, right? Yeah. There's, I always hit a loading screen when I'm trying to sparrow through there, right? Yep. That, should, that shouldn't happen in next-generation consoles. But since Destiny was limited by last-generation's hardware, because Destiny was originally being developed for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 because they didn't know that the next-generation consoles existed yet, you know? Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I hope that Bungie shies away from developing from last generation consoles or hardware because it's it's severely limiting the destiny universe in my opinion and yeah a place like the wild would be amazing i think i'm really grateful that they actually did for at least destiny one create the ability to play on the 360 and the ability to play on the ps3 i think from my perspective having a game be cross-platform is a huge benefit to me. I mean, regardless of what platform I want them to experience that universe, but I also don't disagree that it limits them. Like you said, from a technology standpoint, you also say that you hope Bungie is thinking about these larger scale places like the wild. And I think you're right because I looked at a lot of concept art the last few weeks and you see in one of the concept art pieces, a guardian's tent in the middle of this desert. He's got gear laying on the floor. He's got his helmet down there and you see some like bones of animals and whatnot. And you also see companion pets, which is really cool. I hope that comes into Destiny. A lot of the um, concept art, your guardian has like a tiger next to him or some type of animal that goes with him into the wild. And these desert places, this tent concept of being away from the tower, being unable to just go to your ship and have this comfortable home at the end of the day, I think that is totally present in their mind. There's concept art of like these snow planets where it's icy and frosty and there's no like signs of civilization. I definitely think it's in their memory. And when you talked about, you know, the loading screen, you think about it, you really have two choices when you load into the divide. I can go left to the moth yards or I can go right towards the rocket yard, right? Same thing with virtually every patrol area. I want to see the wild do away with that where if you see it, you can go to it. It's a large large-scale play space and they've done things like this before like halo ce at the time the size of some of the maps not the forerunner maps but let's say halo mission 2 it's a really big map and it's not linear you have to save three marine camps in that mission and you could pick from the very start 
which one you wanted to go to and which order you wanted to go to. Now, they give you a warthog to cover a lot of the ground space, and it still is like three tunnels. But at that time, it was a huge environment, groundbreaking kind of stuff for a first-person shooter, at least on the console. I think it's totally possible for Destiny 2. I think it's something that I want to see. Look at the success of a game like Monster Hunter, or if you just look at, like, WoW, right? WoW has a lot of these really large open areas. If you see it, you can pretty much get to it in WoW. And I'm comparing two different things right now, but I think the player base would benefit greatly from this because they could run special events and put different monsters out in the wild at different times, rare mobs. That's something we don't really get much in Destiny. Outside of, like, Blades of Crota is kind of an experiment with a rare mob, but in WoW, when you're moving around the map, there are very rare spawn mobs that occur um, on occasion, and people will work together to take them down. It's really cool. Like, I've been traveling through one of the areas when I was playing Mist of Pandaria. This huge shaw of anger or something, this big monster was just out of nowhere, showed up. And then you had, like, 80 people working together to take this thing down. Strangers who didn't meet in a queue or whatever, who were all attracted to this rare mob. Now, I don't think we can have 80 people, like 80 guardians or whatever, <laughs> fighting something. But still, it gets me excited. As you can tell, I've talked for like a mile a minute. So overall, I think they could do it. I'd like to see what they could do. Uh, closing thoughts. Yeah, I mean, Bungie has even said in, De- in Destiny's development that at some point, an iteration of Destiny was like what we're talking about. If you saw it, you can go to it. That's They even said that in one of their... Um, reveal um, videos from like a like an e3 type event you know yeah they actually said that's all playable terrain and at that point in time destiny was that kind of game and you know through game development it goes through many different iterations and it eventually got to where it is now um, which i'm i'm okay with but if they could add that iteration back into destiny maybe destiny 2 where you have those massive spaces, like you're saying, like just going into the wild and like, you know, obviously the only social area we have is the tower right now. Mm-hmm. And that can only hold like 16 people, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. I-, I would be okay with a wild with maybe only 16 or 32 people, you know, in an instance. And yeah, it's just these, b- a bunch of random people just walking through the wild. And all of a sudden a Fogoth appears in the middle of the, like a public event style, you yep. know? Yep. It would be like a strike boss, not like the weak uh, tanks we have in public events right now in yes. the patrol areas, like yep. an actual strike boss that is very difficult to take on by yourself and you need people to come in. And then you just have like this mass of 32 people just going in on this one strike boss. And yes, please, that would be amazing. Now, one thing that you said when we first started talking about this is um, when people enter this area, they lose their gear. Is that stuff that they've uh, picked up along the way or stuff that they already have equipped? Because I think losing stuff that you've worked so hard to upgrade and everything, that would be um, not very good. Oh, I agree. Yeah. No, to clarify, if you're out there farming an enemy, like in the wild, and if you pick up engrams and items from the wild, they would be items specific from the wild, right? Not the gear that you have equipped that you've worked so hard for, but let's say engrams that you haven't decoded yet. You know, wild items require decoding. So you wouldn't yeah, get like, like an like awesome red, item or like whatever. An, like a red engram, you know. Exactly. And it the, would be like a new color. Yep. And if you die, you drop those engrams from the wild if they haven't been decoded yet. And it just puts on it 
risk between checkpoints, right? It, it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't get out of there. But I think if you have relay stations where it's really hard to communicate with your ship unless you're at the specific point, you put consequences and that Ooh. adds value. Okay, coming from Dark Souls, Dark Souls operates fully off of consequence, risk, reward kind of a play. And it makes success feel valuable. And you don't get that same value if death doesn't have any weight to it or any merit. I'm not saying make the, the players upset or frustrated, but I think your idea of a red engram is perfect because, no, if you lost, I wouldn't go in there ever if I lost my gear when I died. But <laughs> if I'm killing moms, I got a couple of red engrams, and we try and beat this Fogoth or this random monster that's out there, and we lose, that is punishment. There's value. It makes that strike boss feel more vicious or it makes that enemy feel more deadly and it makes me want to go back out there and beat it basically exactly and when you're talking about like orbital communication is is not a thing unless you're in a specific relay area like yeah you you could like hop or hop like hop jump skip whatever Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm trying to say like you have different relay stations throughout the wild in different locations right and you have to find them to be able to go back to orbit that would be cool yep i think it adds a nice layer to it we would love to know what you think so tell us your thoughts on the wild at destiny the show on twitter speaking of which it's time for it came from twitter our first tweet this week comes from jp thy sing and he says hey guys i might be the newest member of the group and clan but i love the show Thanks for making my drives that much better. You're welcome. I might have read that last week. No, I totally didn't because I looked at the date. Awesome. Thank you at Destiny Track for tweeting us out again. That is the Twitter for Destiny Tracker. You guys should definitely follow them. At MP Shiri said, that mask is sick. And she was referring to the thumbnail of the YouTube version of Destiny the Show in which I used a picture of the new Hunter helmet. That is the new Vanguard Hunter helmet. It looks pretty good, I think. At M. Webster 1991 says, Hey guys, maybe in House of Wolves, the weapons may change colors depending on upgrade paths instead of weapon shaders. What do you think about that, Diddy? That'd be pretty good. Yeah, so you can differentiate what style of gun or weapon they're using. Yeah. That would work. You could look at it and see, oh, he went for that. Cool. At Indio Techno, guys, thanks for the shout out for at Destiny Mythos giveaway. No problem. At Lady Laserface, you guys have awesome names. With regards to gear longevity, do you think adding set bonuses for equipping raid gear could also help them stay relevant? Now, I think what he means is if you're wearing a full set of VOG gear, do you get a bonus for wearing a matching set of gear? What do you think about that, Diddy? Yes, I think that would be good. So, like, yeah, absolutely. Because they, they wouldn't even have to... Um, add upgrades for older raid gear like if you're if as long as you have that full set of raid gear you just become max light level something like that that would be amazing i think that would be yeah yeah absolutely i'm on board at louis j posted your podcast over on dtr listened to it yesterday very good show thank you also welcome all the new followers we had a lot of growth this week we always appreciate it at this gamer says, great show, guys. What do you think of having a one time a week trading system? A player can only trade one item a week. I'm going to say I don't really like that idea, to be honest with you, man. I don't want a quota to be put on it. I think it's creative, but, you know, I'm curious what Diddy thinks. 
if there's trading in the game, it would have to be a vendor, in my opinion. It mm-hmm. would have to be like someone who's there every single day because I don't know. I just think limiting it to one day a week because yeah, I don't know. Because I think it means like once a week. Like you can trade one item a week, not a specific day like Azure showing oh. up, but like if you could only trade one item a week, which I don't really like that. Well, then what would be the point of trading then? You yeah. know, because there would be so many uneven trades going on and Bungie would try to make trading fair if they ever implemented it into the game. Because like you would get level 32 people talking to a Christmas noob saying, hey, you give me your Vex class, and I'll give you this green Engram, whatever. And like that wouldn't be good. Yeah. No, no, no I don't think mm. so. Trading's hard, man. We've talked about it before. It's, it, it it's gets so hard quick. to balance. It's so hard. This type of game, man, it's... I want it, but it's, I don't know how to do it, right? At I'm Sassy, homeboy of the show, says, Boom, 100 raids completed, boys. Never had more fun playing. So that's just his main character. He has more <laughs> raids on his alts, too. So congrats, man. At J Classic, I hope I said that right. I wish you guys were on the 360. 16 measly completions, and it's a picture from his legend showing only 16 activities cleared. Dude, hop on our Destiny the Show clan and talk to people because there are 360 players there. And if that doesn't work, go to destinytracker.com, click LFG at the top, and you can find plenty of players for your platform doing all sorts of activities. So there's there is hope, my friend. At Liam Dean Savage. Listening to the best podcast on the interwebs. Destiny the show. Thank you. At Theron Sniper says, Boss fights in multiplayer. Kill Atheon to end the game. Get more points for killing. And have more damage because of a second boss. I think he was talking about um, doubles. Let me click and see. Yeah, he was responding to what would you change about Destiny's doubles playlist. That's the tweet I was talking about. Could you imagine that, Diddy? Atheon just showing up in a doubles match. That would be hilarious. He's, he's like the golden snitch of the doubles match. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I don't know. I I find it really funny. So, um, at Hector7265 says, build exotics glass house equals 100 plasteel plating, three exotic shards, 10,000 glimmer, maybe. And I don't know what in reference that is to, because when I click it, I can't see what tweet he was responding to. So, sorry. (laughs) Context is helpful sometimes. At 1997, Radloff says, BBK Dragoon, you used to be my mentor for Terran in StarCraft II. Your vids got me to plat. Awesome to see you're doing Destiny now. My Terran brethren, I greet you. Congrats on getting to plat. That's very cool. <laughs> Our last tweet today is from Wumbo with like six O's. Do you guys have Destiny on PS3? I'd love to play with you guys sometime. I am sorry, Wumbo. I do not. And Diddy does not. But follow the same advice that I gave. Um, the earlier tweet by going to, you know, Destiny Tracker and, and doing all that stuff. So Jake Classic, when I told him to go, our clan, more Destiny Tracker, do those two things. You'll find players. It'll improve. I promise. Do you, where can people find your content? Whoa. Almost didn't understand you. Yeah. Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y DTS, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. DestinyTheShow.com for all the links and more from today's show. We've been doing nice updates on the site. Actually, I should say Diddy's been doing nice updates on the site. So thank <laughs> you. You can follow us at twitter.com slash show. Please tweet us to be featured on the show next week. Twitch.tv slash show. I am BBK Dragoon. You can follow me on Twitter at BBK Dragoon. And my YouTube is 
youtube.com slash bbkdragoon. Have a great week, Guardians. We look forward to seeing you next time and learning all about the strike changes. Have a good week. Thank you.